night. We're not. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. We're not a radio station. We are not. <laughs> WVCP. <laughs> WOG. Oh, hello, everyone. Wog. Uh, hey, everybody. Wog. You're live. Oh, gosh. Just on. We're we're live on Twitter too. Whatever that means anymore. But just on YouTube. Twitter. Until <laughs> until my dumb Your Facebook is. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show, but uh, Adam wasn't here. No, I Adam wasn't. was on special assignment, staying Stop. alive. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that but was my week, special assignment. Last Trying to week stay was warm. all fucked up. Yeah, dude, his power was out for three days because of those tornadoes. Now, I mean, that's actually pretty easy compared to you know what a lot of other people. Well, yeah. So we're not, you know, trying to make those comparisons, but it was a huge pain in the ass. He missed the show Sunday, and then Monday he also missed the show. But the uh, uh, the previews website was down, so we just did the Monday night show to or the Sunday night show Monday, which was a whole lot of fun. Which was a whole lot of fun. Unexpected. Uh, but yeah, will you stop? But with no, he's gonna do that the entire time. Yeah, please don't do that the entire time. But, with, but now it's just sounding like don't worry, Taylor will come on and Taylor will put yeah, it into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, use your regular voice. What did you like last week for comics? <sighs> oh man, well, I mean, I you gotta talk about Hellions oh, because so man, that that was a book that I just I loved, I adored. It was touching. Um, and nanny going to down end. with nanny going down with Orphan Maker. It was, mm-hmm. I mean. Everything else too was really. Uh, uh, it was and, all very and, touching. It was very sad. And but also, you know, name, it, had, it had a nice, and, it, had a, it had a really nice moment at the end, though. You know, with uh, uh, Gray what, Crow and Gray Crow. And that, that's what they renamed him. Yeah, yeah, and because he was, yeah, yeah, because Scalphoner is racist as fuck. Yes. Uh, but uh, who was it? Emplat, Empet. Who, who am I thinking of? Empath. Empath. That's, that's, that's not his name. Is it Empath? I think it's. I think that's his name, dude. His got, moment got me, dude. Because his moment got me too. It was that's very... all of us, man. You know, just oh yeah, it was fucking great. It was just awesome. What else? What other books from last? Oh, well, week? definitely uh, staying on next stuff. Uh, Inferno. Inferno was yeah, always Inferno a kick-ass. Was nice. It was a really cool cipher warlock issue. Oh yeah. Um. But those were the, those are the two that come Batman? to mind instantly. Batman was okay. It was okay. It feels like it's going somewhere. We'll talk about it that. It feels like news. it's going places that you know, other books have gone before. But I don't know about that, man. This whole Batman Inc. thing. What are we talking know, about? We're talking about Batman from last week. We're live, by the way. Hey, Taylor. Gotcha. Hi there. talking about the Batman shit from, from last week. It's off to a decent start. Like, yeah, I'm sure you like, it's going. I like Batman Inc. I like Batman Inc. I like the idea that Batman uh, is, is corporatized because Bruce Wayne is corporatized. So it just makes sense that he should just not just hang out in Gotham all the time, you know? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, this is the pre-show we're talking about. We're Nuna show. We're getting ready for uh, the best of the year show. Let me look at my list. Best of 2021. Yeah, TV shows. Yep, Tiger King is on there. That wasn't even 2021. Oh, they, was- had, they had sequels, bro. There was a sit. There was is that already out? Well, yeah, dude, there are two sequels out. Well, my mistake. Two sequels, and they're planning a third sequel. Well, there might be three out now. No, I think there's only two. There's season two, and then there's like the special on Doc Antle. Well, anyway, though, we're also doing uh, best Uh, movie, best best comic book, uh, best 
And then we're doing like a bunch of like ancillary comic book things, right? Best, best writer, issue, artist, best series, best writer, best artist is what I have. Best series, best single issue, best writer, best artist. Does that sound right to you, Taylor? Yeah, I guess so. I'm That's... glad we're talking about this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, four comic book things, TV show, and movie. That it. Do we want to add anything else? I think that's already a full show, man. Oh, I have no doubt. And it's just three. Top three. No, fuck that. We should just no, do our best. No, top one. Because it's like going to be four of us talking. Just top one? Six categories. Yes. Six categories. Dude, six categories? Yes. We can do a bunch of honorable mentions if we want. But yeah, oh, just name my your gosh. It's going to be really hard for me to narrow this down. One? Endure it. Pick one. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Okay. Okay. No, I'm You must suffer for the aunt, Goma. Dude, I make got the Make two five. of them your honorable mention. Pull, like, pull the trigger. Pick one. I've got No, I'm with you. I'm with whatever you guys decide. But holy crap. I don't know how I'm going to decide. I'd say roll, I believe in you, but I don't roll really. The so. dice, no, I'm serious. I have a lot on my list. Well, best single issue, man. I don't know. I kind of got that one already in the race. Uh, I, I kind of got one. that one. I got that one down. pretty narrowed down, man. Yeah. Do you have that flash issue on there? No. I have that flash issue in my long list. I, I do. I do really like that flash issue, but yeah. it's not. It's not the best. Oh no, it's in my list, but yeah, no. Uh, that sword manifold issue is in there, and then, but it's not going to win either. I know which one's going to win already. I, I I'm tempted to make like my best series and an issue from that series, kind of double up on categories there. But I don't think I'll do that. I'll try to diversify. And you can still but... mention it in your honorable. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it's hard for best writer too. Like, there's I, people I just don't want to leave off that list. I've kind of got it locked into on that. <sighs> Anyway, we'll talk about that 27th, right? We're going to do it on that Monday, the 27th. Yes. I think that's the plan. That is Everybody's the plan. Everybody's good there. Oh, man. Awesome. I invited Jules. You know, he's in our group chat, but I also, you know, direct messaged him. is like, dude, you know, come on, whatever. I would love to have Jules join us. Yeah, me too, Yes, man. it would be nice to see Jules again. It would be. Uh, segment one, we'll talk about what we've been doing this week. A uh, lot of news, but it's a lot of pew, pew, quick hits. You know, not a lot of deep dives into, into any news, but... Did anybody uh, else see Spider-Man? I did. No, no. Oh, yet. good. You you fuckers can talk about Spider-Man. Yeah. All right. Are you guys uh, going to care about spoilers? Because it's really no, hard no, to talk about it without spoilers. I, uh, I knew... Dude, I'm a spoiler, like, hunter. I like to be spoiled. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't really bother. Okay, spoiled. because there's really um, not much to talk about with the movie yeah. besides spoilers. Honestly. And a lot of people oh, yeah. like, oh my god, how can you do that? And I'm like, I mean, I get it. It's dumb. It's kind of stupid, but it just doesn't bother me at all. I, I will still enjoy the thing, even if you know it's spoiled for me. Uh, so yeah, I probably knew what happened in the movie before anybody saw the damn movie because I looked out, saw it out the speaker. And then Hawkeye episode five, Ronin dope episode not much to talk about there there was you know cool character moments but yeah it was uh only like two or three scenes really this week yeah. that just kind of like stretched out over a long amazing distance. fight amazing oh for fight. sure yeah we'll talk about that uh and then yeah food news we got a good one along with two quick hit nasty ones because taylor demanded it uh moment of destruction some I sad don't know about news demanded, but... some sad news and then some not so sad news but still sad news and then some really sad news with Transformers number 38. Uh, Everybody dies. It was just... This was actually a solid issue, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the series, but... 
I was this fine. Whole this run this is garbage. This whole run is garbage. Yeah, uh, and then we'll talk about top three, where I have the same writer in my top three. All three of my books are by the same writer. Interesting. Anything else you gentlemen want to talk about this week? Not at the moment. Pretty full boat. That's yeah. Pretty full boat. Let's get the sailing. Oh, so you want to get the show on the road? <laughs> yeah. I got a new. I got a new intro. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's loud enough. Ooh. Sucky. Oh, I'm, yes. That is marvelous how that... Oh, it's very sucky. Seasonal and accurate about us. <laughs> it certainly does suck. It certainly does suck. Another episode of this geek in comics out where geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer Adam, Norman Taylor, aka David. How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. Good week. Doing well. Doing pretty good. Cool. Anybody do anything cool this week? Um, I did get to do that escape game that we had to reschedule from last week. Uh, This week, it was just me and uh, people I know this time, so that was fun. So obviously, you're alive, so you made it out. Indeed. That's how these work, right? They murder you. Yep. And harvest your organs. For... According to that movie that came out last <laughs> yeah, that's year. That's how they yeah. stay afloat. That's how Terrible movie. Me. Oh, guys, it's horrible. It seemed like a commercial. Hey, guys, else, you want to play that game that's based cool? on that horrible movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how it works. Quite the pitch. Yeah. What else? Anybody do anything? Yeah, saw a couple of us saw Spider Man. I did not see Spider Man. Yes. We'll talk about that. Um, Matrix, hype for Matrix. Probably the most hype movie of the year for me. Uh, even with fucking like five superhero movies coming out. Um, but Doom, I... In the Heights, Click Click Boom was fucking amazing. Uh, but yeah, dude, Matrix, holy shit. I'm so excited. I mean, I've already got, I'm already excited for a movie in the next year. Oh wow! Uh, I've have been, you, I've been. Oh, go ahead. Was that have, you, have you have you not? There's a, there's a trailer. There's a trailer for a movie called Everything Everywhere oh, yeah. All at Once. The, uh, Michelle Yeoh Multiverse movie. Fighting yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. We already watched that. It was Jet Li the one? Okay. But but nah, That's Jet Li the one is Dude, Jet Li the one is dope. It's fantastic. It is good. Oh my god, it's good. It's, amazing it's it's so good it is it is like a marvel comic it early jason statham movie i gotta kill all the other versions of me to help me uh i've been playing star trek armada 2 which is an old i know it says 2021 down there uh because gog the gog.com remastered yep. it or updated it for modern pcs and it is just a dumb stupid real-time strategy with Star Trek spaceships, dude, I fucking love yeah, it. There's something wrong with That's that. That's your fleet. Yeah, I, I mean, I spent all summer playing uh, Mass Effect, which is like a ten-year-old game. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> this is a twenty-year-old game, dude. I I first played this, I think, on like it was at least XP, at the very least, Windows XP. But oh man, it looks it. 
It, oh, it's so fun too, and it does. It looks like dog shit. It looks terrible. That's part but, of the fun, though. But I can still like not just even it. the graphics. Like it looks like like intrinsically of the era, you know, like the type yes. of game they would release for Windows XP back in the day. Yes, dude. Yeah. But man, it's so much fun. I love it. There's a lot of cool mods for it, which I haven't. I I, I dove into them back in the day, but there was like a uh, um, Battlestar Galactica mod. There was oh, that's cool. uh, a Babylon Five mod. I'd be shocked good. if there wasn't a mod for you to like use an X-wing or something. Oh yeah, they had that, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, and there were other Star Wars RTSs. There was a really good one. I don't even remember the name of it, but uh, you could do space battles, but you could also do ground battles too. It was both. Once you won the, the the space battle over a planet, you could still go and get the planet. They, they were two different areas. The that's planet that's really something that I think like yeah. Star Wars is uniquely positioned to do because like I love Star yeah. Trek, but I don't like associate it with like epic ground battles. Well, there's know? one no. cool ground vehicle, and that was like the RV that uh, Picard, Picard used in that around with data when they found, um, uh, uh, I could just only B4. picture like the ground battle section of a similar Star Trek thing, which just be like shirtless Kirk punching it out with a gun <laughs> or something. Well, well, yeah. if you watch, if you watch deep space nine in the last season, there are ground battles. Gomer, uh, we cannot hear you. Yeah. Gomer, I think we lost now. Gomer, but yes, speaking of the, the, the sky and the ground battles that was that was what uh the original star star wars battlefront 2 was all about you know you you did the whole space battle and then you went down to the ground battle that that game was awesome gomer is experienced wasn't that also the one where like they've like they pimped out like darth vader and luke skywalker you could play as them for like 30 seconds before you got like bumped out yeah before you got killed that was awesome well, we need I guess like we... one of those like cartoon like technical difficulty. Um, <laughs> <thing> <laughs> need, they need a picture of Ger- Gomer drunk. Behind well, now he's camera. on mute. I hope he knows that. Yeah, he he should know he's on mute. Oh well, I I guess we have no news now since the newsman is here. Does anybody here have actual news? Actually, you guys you guys saw Hawkeye, so you guys should talk right. about Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, well, actually, should we talk about uh, Spider-Man first? I mean, the yeah. government wouldn't be able to contribute to that anyway, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about oh, Spider-Man. Well, I thought he wanted to contribute to Spider-Man because he said he'd seen the spo- got some spoilers and stuff, but... Whatever. We, Let's just, talk about we need to talk about fucking something. Let's we gotta do something. That's, we can talk about something in the meantime. Yeah, talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Okay. Oh, Spider-Man. Still not back in line. No, no we there he is. Oh, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Not here. Okay, so we can hear him, but he can't hear us now? That's what that is. Well, this is going to be a great fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. Oh, Gomer. How's the show going? It's going great. It's not going well. (laughs) It's going pretty pretty sucky. We have gone off the rails pretty hard here. Let's just, we'll just do this. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. Ah. Anybody else do anything cool? I, I'm going to need to buy a new headset. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> Are you good? Uh, Are you no, back? I'm good. No, okay. I'm good. Oh. I got a bad USB port in the back. Ah. Okay. And it keeps going in and out. So I switched to the one in the front. Ah. Let's do the news. <laughs> Damn it. I watched. I mean, I did watch the new Yellowstone show, which has two episodes up. It's like back in eighteen hundreds, like before. Was Tim McGraw and Faith yeah. Hill? And the dude, it's rad, dude. 
Really? <laughs> I I love that melodramatic bullshit from Yellowstone, and that show has like reinvented itself now with this new show. Man, it's fucking cool. All right, I'm getting well, that- into it. Back. And we're back. What's and going on? We're back with the news. Stupid. Thank you, Andy, for tolerating our incompetence. We're uh, doing it live. Yeah, it's live, man. You never know what's going to happen with live radio, live streaming. Anyway. Live streaming. Uh, it was live radio earlier, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, lots of news this week. It's going to be a lot of quick hits. All right. Alex Ross got a new book coming out. Then he announced Final, final Fantastic Four Full Circle. That is um, the least Alex Ross looking Alex Ross art I've ever seen, I gotta say. He actually said that in the release. Uh, he's yeah, like a, he's switching up. Alex Ross style, has yeah. entered into his neon phase. And good for him, dude. You know, he's classic. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an admirable thing to do. It's just, it's it's jarring to see, you know? Oh, no, oh it, it doesn't. I mean, it looks like Alex Ross's artwork, but it's like just with common, like standard coloring. Instead of like his oil paints, uh, I don't know, man. So There's the thing that's it. like his signature appearance, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it still it looks. looks like. I mean, you're right, dude. You're right, Dave. It looks like his pencils for sure. But there's something else to it, man. His inks are a little heavier, maybe, and the coloring for sure. That's noticeable. But there's uh, there's more there. Well, regardless, Alex Ross does. Um, in addition to being like a phenomenal artist, he also does have like a historian's eye for like, you know, comic book characters. And I think the fantastic four are right in his wheelhouse. So I'm definitely interested in seeing this. Me too. He's writing and drawing this, you know, which is unique for, for for really any comic book, but yeah, I'm stoked for this. It's it's just, it's a graphic novel. So it's not like we're going to be able to get Ah, issues. So it may not have any, it may not have any bearing on a continuity then. Oh, I would severely doubt if, if it does. I think like, especially for someone like Alex Ross, who takes a while to do his stuff. Yes. That's the way to do it. Like, you know, inevitably we would have had delays if we were going issue to issue with this. Just yeah, yeah get it all done, put it all out at once. I think that's well, that's why Black it. Label does it the way they do it too. Yeah. You know, no one gives a shit about the stories within continuity. So, you know, it's all right. Uh, yeah, moving on to this rapid fire, there's a new Batman Superman comic coming out. Uh, it's called World's Finest. DC's oldest team-up book will return in 2022 with a new creative team. Mark Wade, who wrote, you know, arguably the greatest DC comic of all time will team uh, with the dynamic talents of Dan Mora, who is a champ, you know, he's a winner for Batman, Superman world's finest and Batman, Superman themselves will team with the doom patrol. What? Yeah. That's what they're saying. I mean, those are a lot of names that I like all put together. (laughs) Right. Um, but you know, but... there's still like a billion Batman books. Yeah. And there's half a billion Superman books. Yeah, there's at least so, three Superman Yeah, yeah so... but still Mark Wade does get you an automatic maybe from me, you know? Yeah, me too. Me too. They did have a bunch of variant covers for this, but these are the two that I, I love that. <laughs> That's then, although although it's missing that Batman's jaws should be flying off. They had this one too. Yeah, right. No, he's taking it Batman's, easy on him. Batman's hand. Is it's just a low. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Either like his, he gets decapitated, or his hand shatters. Right. Like, there's no way this ends well for Batman, no matter there's which a, role he's in. I've a, got a kryptonite <laughs> ring, bitch. There's a Superman slap detection device in the cowl, which saved his ass. So yeah, those are fucking great. Those are great. 
So I don't know when to look for that win. Um, in 2022, I think it's in March. Uh, we also got the next installment of uh, Sean Murphy's yes ongoing saga from a different universe. So they're Batman. pulling back Batman. beyond into White Knight now. Yeah, he's doing or, yeah. Maybe, or maybe or maybe or maybe they're Knight. going into the future. Writer and our Sean era. Murphy is continuing his Batman White Knight universe. The question still stands: How does that work? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of information on that, so I don't know. I I only read the first one of these, and you know I enjoyed that one. So yeah, I, I bet these are good for yeah. whoever's been following them. Yeah, that looks rad. That does look good. Sean Murphy's art is cool fantastic. Page, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, he's one of the best. So good for yeah. him that he's able to have his little corner of the DC universe. You know, we always say that about, you know, Tom Taylor. Oh, he's got his own little corner of the, he makes it his own. And I think Murphy's done the same thing there. It's going to be eight issue, uh, March 29th, five bucks, 32 pages. Doesn't these, doesn't these series, these white Knight series seem to get long, <laughs> longer by the, by the series. The last, the last one had spinoffs. So yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's popular, DC is going to keep, keep pushing them but like I mean, wasn't the first yeah. one like four issues the second one was like six issues and this well, was yeah, they do gave not them a know, chance. that's how it have, works yeah irregardless yeah the larger point is that there's been a ton of these now so that seems yeah. to indicate they're doing something right you know i'm pretty sure injustice was just meant to be like a mini series and then ended up just going on for fucking ever yeah that was the know? energizer bunny of like half-baked ideas that actually turned out pretty well yeah and then they oh we'll do a video game or did they do the video game? First? I think they did. The video, the video game, game was game. first. The comic was just like one of those half-ass tie-in things that they were yeah. going to do for the video game. And then but, they oh, fucked up. And this was actually good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who turns everything into fucking gold? So, uh, yeah. Moving on again. This March, Williamson, Joshua Williamson, obviously it's DC. Yeah, he's going to run everything. Yeah, uh, is with artist Leo Max. L-E-O-M-A-C-S. I don't know the person. He wrote the Hill House comic, or he drew basket uh, basketful of heads. Okay. They take on Central City's most infamous citizens out of retirement for one last and potentially fatal score. Oh, is Rose. that Captain Cold? That yes. is. I believe it is. Okay, that, that's a cool yeah. look for him, actually. Joshua uh, Williamson had a pretty long run on The Flash. Yeah. Uh, and he dealt into the, role, into the rogues pretty Quite heavily. A bit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm actually pretty excited for this. Yeah. His run was so long, it's impossible for anyone to be into comics the past 10 years to not have at least gotten some of it. You know, and I'm pretty sure I jumped on it early. Through osmosis, even if you never picked up an issue. For sure. For sure. Uh, It's a four issue prestige format DC Black Label limited series, obviously. Uh, Solid, maybe. Yeah, it's closer. Yeah, he said it's closer to my own creator own work. It's a crime book full of super science, dark humor, lost civilizations, and crazy action set pieces. But it's all played straight with the dark edge and morality play qualities of classic noir titles. Well, sign me up. Yeah, I like that, dude. Yeah. I, I even like, like the uh the logo there. Art. Like, you know, they have like Captain Cold's stupid ass glasses on the the skull there, you know? Yeah. I like those glasses, dude. I mean, they're kind of Inuit, you know, it's kind of like... They're very distinct, but yeah. they are objectively stupid looking. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I love, they're there I to love, keep the sun out of his eyes. You'll never get past my peripheral vision. I love, yeah, you'll never get past my peripheral vision. <laughs> my one weakness, you came at me from the side, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got a Marvel thing too. And if this oh, is more just to tell you how terrible Marvel 
well, I don't think we got them all, but maybe we'll have some more next week. Ram V and Francesco Mana deliver a blood-curdling new Carnage series. It's an ongoing. That's a great creative team behind one of the characters I give the least shits about. Here, do you want to give even fewer shits? The new series will see Carnage symbiote seeking a new bond after separating from Cletus Cassidy. So it's going to be a new Carnage. It's going to be a, a kinder, nicer Carnage. I bet. Is it, are they going to pull a Venom and like Cletus Cassidy had like a long lost son? That's going to be like the new Carnage now or something. We're going to get an anti Carnage guy. No, no anti Carnage. We got enough fucking Carnage. Anti Venom is an actual thing, and so that kind of versus a name. There's no such thing as anti Carnage. <laughs> yeah, anti Venom <laughs> is an actual. You're right, Taylor. They're drawing that name. It's derivative Carnage. Yeah, it will be derivative from something that's derivative, which is just stupid as hell. All okay, right. well, I mean, I'm, there's, Carnage has his fans. And, you know, for if, sure. If you're a, a fan of Carnage, Ram V is a great writer. This will probably be good if you if you care about this character. But I feel I like mean, the it, panel Ram here v, is pretty Ram down v, on the character. Ram V is writing the main Venom book, too, you know, at least half the time. Yeah. Sure, um, sure. So I'm sure this ties into that as well. So. We're getting the King in Red. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, Dave's, on it Dave's on it. Freaking Nostradamus over here. And I, the, the worst part is, I'm only like 50 50 on whether or not I think he's right or wrong. I got the orb and I'm <laughs> pondering it right now. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm not getting that. I'm not oh, a fan no. of Carnage. No. I'm definitely not a fan of a new Carnage. All right. Something I am definitely going to get. All right. There's a ton more that we could talk about because the uh, uh, DC books came out. But this is the one thing I could not resist. I'm surprised Ghostmaker's on there because they wrote him off last issue. No, they didn't. They just told him him and Clown Hunter went to go train. Yeah, that, that was them writing them off. They were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, they're going to no. go fuck off for a little while. <laughs> this no. is Wesley Crusher, like, <laughs> fucking off with the Traveler. You know, they're, they're gone. <laughs> they're not on the show anymore. You know, he, he did come back in the comics, which was excellent. Okay, fine. Whatever. But, but is that Damien uh, back there? Is that Damien no. Batman? That is no, Lex Luthor. That's Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. Oh, well, all right. All right. Damien, future Damien was bald when he was Batman. So in my defense. So, but so he was. another he billionaire was. is getting in on a superhero game. Well, that's my whole point. It's Again. He's got to remember, Lex Luthor was Superman at the beginning of Rebirth. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What is Batman? Well, he wore he the was... armor with like the crest on it and everything. Yeah, and he was Martian Manhunter for a little while. Yeah, he was with the uh, Apex Lex. <laughs> what is... um uh? Batman's superpower. Ben Affleck says it best in in the Justice League movie. He's rich. So right now, Lex Luthor is technically a better Batman than Bruce Wayne because he's got way more money. Because he's richer, yeah. So Jorge Molina's doing the art with Williamson writing. Uh, This is all about Lex Luthor getting in on the Batman Inc. shit. And I fucking love that, dude. I love the idea that there's like a corporate buyout you know by Lex Luthor because Bruce Wayne can't afford to be Batman anymore uh, isn't that kind of what's going on in Spider-Man it is kind of not really though I mean it's close Yeah, so they're, they're we'll both talk about dealing with corporate assholes yeah even though you know Batman's always been a corporate asshole himself oh Batman's a huge asshole I'm going to talk about it later I'm going to use my abilities to be corporate uh, we're talking about this now Getting into are Titan we? comics. We are, just for a moment. Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who hey. special. Um, Red Nose Day? There's going to be a, a series of one-shots. Three separate annual Doctor Who comic book one-shots. 
in 2022, and they are all going to be written by Dan Slott. Okay. That's a big deal, y'all. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's okay. he's I would my uneducated assumption is that he's probably the biggest name to ever write a Doctor Who comic. Exactly. Biggest comic book name to write a Doctor Who comic. Okay. He's also uh the Spider-Man guy, he's a Fantastic Four guy. He is I mean, say what you will about Dan Slott's Spider-Man run. It was the last good one, even though I bitched the whole way through. I mean, through. it was definitely a run of peaks and valleys, but yes, by comparison, it was fucking amazing. Dude, I bitched the whole way through, but man, I miss it now, you know, compared to what we're getting. I don't like Beyond either, you know, it's just okay. Um, just okay is so much better, though. Right? You know? uh, it's going to be the 10th Doctor uh, with companion Martha Jones, uh, and we'll hit stores in April. So, yeah, there so, you go. Timey-wimey. Timey-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly, timely-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly type stuff. I don't know when the last time Dan Slott wrote anything that was not a Marvel comic. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was before Spider-Man. When was that? Oh God! I mean, his 20, Spider-Man run ended like five years ago, didn't it? Twenty twelve? Did he start? I, it was it was a long run, but uh, anyway. All right, last bit of news before we get into the X Men news. Oh, I already did that. Uh, this one's all for. Uh, this one's awesome. Okay, no, this, this is finally, right. awesome. finally IDW is doing something with Godzilla. They have been yeah. on it for a while. They they've been doing uh like quarterly one shots, and they've been lame though. And they have been lame. They've been the all-ages little kid shit, man. I, I want Godzilla goes to hell type shit, dude. That book was Man, great. this is such a perfect fit. I mean, we're going to get Godzilla versus the Megazord. We'll probably get Mechagodzilla versus the Dragonzord, you know. That that writes right. itself. That, that it seems really like such does. low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Right, yeah, we already know what the plot of this is going to be, right? You'll have Godzilla and the Power Rangers fighting each other. Oh, then, I have the plot. And they, like, team yeah, up. And, and, and then well, Rita like, and the... And the mecha, yeah, the mecha Godzilla will come up team. Yeah, up, at the end of yeah. the at the end of it, they'll team up to fight uh, Ghidorah or something. I don't know. Uh, I have here's Death the, Destroya, uh, some big fucking asshole sure. from Godzilla's Rogues Gallery. Here's the elevator pitch on it: When Rita Repulsa uses an ancient artifact to transport herself to a universe without Power Rangers, which I didn't think there was one. I, I haven't read all of the Power Rangers books. That's why many jewels here. But I thought every universe had a a Power Rangers team. Uh, but she finds herself in a world with aliens, kaiju, and Godzilla. Hoping to annihilate this new foe, Rita hurls her own terrible creatures into battle, but she never expects that the rangers have followed her to this alternate universe, pitting the dinosaurs themselves head-to-head with the king of monsters. Well, I kind of think that Godzilla would pretty much stomp anything that Rita Repulsa could throw at him. I mean... Oh, you, have you not seen that pig guy? <laughs> the, <laughs> the helmet. Come on, bro giant one of him yeah i'm sure godzilla is going to like dunk on a lot of the quote-unquote lesser uh mighty morphin power rangers monsters but i'm sure we'll get a decent fight between godzilla and like the megazord you know oh yeah Yeah. definitely so uh i mean we're going to talk about this a little bit more in moment of destruction but as cool as this is this is going to be cool this is going to be really fucking cool i have trouble wrapping my head around you haven't even mentioned who the creative team is but i am already like 
really looking forward it's to this. It's Colin actually. Bunn and Freddie Williams II. Mm. Freddie Williams II did Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I like Freddie Williams II. And he okay. made Thundercats, yeah. You didn't Batman, name someone I hate, so I am on board. Batman TMNT was way better, but he made Thundercats. It looked it looked good. You know, I, I, will, I will say I'm not the biggest fan of Colin Bunn, but this is like Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers book. It doesn't need to be written by fucking William Shakespeare or anything. Exactly. It's, I think he'll do great on it. Yeah, it'll be but fine. He's, he's good enough. But I'm having trouble wrapping my head around. All right. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is owned by Bandai. Hasbro. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. Look it up. I Maybe. am. Because if I'm wrong, my whole thing here is just stupid. I don't know. It goes sure. back and forth. I'm pretty A sure. They I swear it, it used to be Bandai at least. It yeah. did used to be Bandai. Yeah. It, Banda, it goes back and forth. They they sell. It has it, gone it, forth a couple of times. Who owns the Mighty Morphing? Morphin, sorry, Power Rangers. Yeah, no G's in Morphin. Well, it's weird because <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is going is a Boom Her, book. Exactly, and, and that's, that's IDW. cool. IDW and Boom. Okay, I've done that a lot. Okay, ahead, current uh, as of 2018, Hasbro. Thank you. I was right. Say I was right. All right. Let's hear your rant. Uh, It's hard for me to wrap my head around a Hasbro property crossing over with an IDW license with all these rumors swirling around that IDW is going to lose a bunch of Hasbro. That's a good point. They must have inked this deal just before everything fell apart. You know, John Barber was not available for comment on this news, but we'll get into that later, too. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. We're all going to read that. That's fun to sell. I don't even read um, Godzilla books or Power Rangers books, but I am going to read this book. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think uh, well, Godzilla has been doing, uh, or at least Toho has been doing a lot of fun things with Godzilla this year. So. Oh, I hear a lot sure. of good things about the Godzilla comics. There's just sure. things I, you know, I missed out on, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. But this is too good to pass up. But Adam's right. IDW has been ignoring it for quite some time. They didn't really, really take advantage when Kong and Godzilla came out. No, not at uh, all. They don't own the Kong license. The Kong they license. Don't. No they wonder they're losing put all their licenses. Anything out when Legendary. Legendary has their own comic book thing, and Godzilla is over there, I believe. I don't know, but it wouldn't be hard for them to make a deal. You know, if they're doing Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossovers, it's with DC, of course they could do fucking King Kong Godzilla if they had somebody working for him that knew what the fuck they were doing. And the last guy at IDW who knew what the fuck he was doing left. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, all right, now X-Men. We're going to wrap with X-Men. Destiny of X, yes. We know it's coming. Everything is happening. Uh, this actually uh, has three news bits in one. Knights of X. No, Knight uh, S of X. Knight S of 10. I do not like the way they are like presenting the titles here. Adam was like like, infuriated by this. It's annoying. This this hurts me. (laughs) It makes no fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, But this is actually spoiled, not spoiled, but teased at the end of this week's Excalibur issue. Uh, This pretty much is Excalibur, right? Basically, like, basically, yeah. just with the new status quo that we had at the end of Excalibur with Merlin. Just giving it a, a new name, new number one. Yeah, but you know, Otherworld, we should really explore that a lot more. There are a lot of cool places in Otherworld. Well, hopefully this we is more of an seen. Otherworld book than Excalibur was. Because yeah, Excalibur really didn't end up being as much yeah. of an Otherworld book as I wanted it to be. I don't give a fuck about the lighthouse and the island and all that shit. I want to hang out with Merlin and uh, like 
all these the Ro- Roma or whatever the hell are the that's Fury. Oh, dude, all that shit is so rad. Um, but X Force uh, also tease X Force. X Force. X Force K. X Force K. Say X Force say. Um. Yeah. X Force Common Era. But anyway, this looks like more of the same, basically. Anto Domine. Pardon me. Um. X Force needs to get better because if I see Wolverine surfing one more time, I'm gonna rip the <laughs> yeah, book yeah. That book is <laughs> shit right a, now. Last another, doesn't another, Wolverine weigh like two thousand pounds? Like Dude, I, I don't get young. it. I don't get it. Special, he has his own special surfboard. I, it's an adamantium surfboard. That seems had a character for him. I don't it seems know. like that would not work. Yeah, that seems like that's making it a worse, right? You have like a super know. heavy oh. surfboard for a super heavy dude. I feel like they shouldn't float. Hopefully his surfing girlfriend died at the end of this issue so he doesn't have to surf ever again. No. Wolverine, if, if Wolverine is ever friends with anybody, they only die right in front of him. Usually while he's holding on to them, especially yes. the women. Okay. Yeah, Wolverine rivals Daredevil and Spider-Man for, you know, terrible fates for loved ones. Oh, I think he's the worst, dude. He's I mean, if we go for all of the women that he's lost, well, sure. he, just I mean... Jean Grey is like five fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wolverine probably wins like in continuity, at least by default, since he's so fucking old. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Uh, and then finally, probably really compelling news. Uh, you know, Krakoa is you know all about forgiving the bad guys. Well, Marauders, uh, with Steve Orlando taking over, uh, along with Eleonora Carlini, she's the new artist, is forgiving the worst of the worst fucking mutant. Uh, Cassandra Nova is joining the Marauders. Uh, if you don't know who Cassandra Nova is, she basically killed like five million mutants in a giant genocide war on yeah genosha. um she was responsible for the genocide of genosha she is ba- she has some sort of weird um like she origin thing going on but she's yeah. basically evil professor x yeah even though it's weird because professor x in himself is you know morally evil. gray at he's least not, he's not evil gray or professor x yeah so that's gonna hit stands on march 30th uh and the opening We'll be in Hi the there, everyone. Yeah, Ready to go swashbuckling? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I don't even want to do anything. Dave's just too funny tonight. Marauders annual number one, January 12th uh, for the sneak peek of that. I don't know how I feel about that. Marauders has been good. I'm definitely going to stick, stick with it, even if it's a different creative team. Uh, all right. Do you guys want to talk for a little bit about the third biggest opening weekend movie of all time 253 oh, million dollars i think good gravy yes. uh, yeah yeah let's, uh, let's, um, let's yak it up lost my keys or whatever terrific wonderful all disney that spider-man movie okay. well, sony sony Perhaps bailed them out all time anyway so i guess people listening at home we are going to talk spoilers because there's not actually not much to talk about with this movie that oh, is yeah, spoilers you, you can't avoid it yeah so give yeah. it like yeah, All, well, as soon as you see the Hawkeye picture pop up, we're done talking about it because we're gonna talk about Hawkeye next. All right, so here we go. This was pretty good. <laughs> I am, there you a, go, ladies and gentlemen. But okay, but the best Spider-Man movie that's been put out. It's not as good as Into the Spider-Verse, so I oh, definitely will sure. disagree with you right he there. Means live action. To start off with live action. Live action. Sure, it's probably yeah. a contender. 
but I guess you, the only way you would enjoy this movie is if you had seen all the other movies to compare. That is a because, prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, this movie only works as a fan service movie. Not like oh. sexy fan service, but like this movie is only... Did your theater sir- explode when Tobey Maguire shows up? Yes. they. Okay, okay so yeah, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are, of course, in the movies. Which, honestly, that isn't really much of a spoiler. because That's the worst kept we, secret in Hollywood. Yes, the they've past. already shown, like, in the trailers, all the old actors from all the old villain roles. So, of course, they brought in the Spider-Man as well. Derp. But Would you compare it to Logan in a sort of nostalgia, like... You know what I mean? Because Logan was more only of a feel good because the X-Men the, movies. In that sense, before. sure, they're similar, but the vibes are completely different. Oh, sure, you, sure. You oh. have to re- really enjoy got the, the balls to do Spider-Man movie like movies Logan. from the past to really, to really love and appreciate what they did with this movie. It's not even a matter of having the balls. It's just that's not appropriate for Spider-Man. But, I don't know. I've read some pretty dark Spider-Man shit, you know. In Irregardless, back to this. But yeah, um, you're right, you're right. <sighs> The Marvel setup. has not gotten there yet with their first two movies, so yeah, right. this would have been... A yeah, the setup for the plot here is my least favorite part about this movie, because it always infuriates me when our hero has to act like a fucking idiot in order to get the plot going. Oh. Basically, so we already saw in the trailer, right, Doctor Strange is casting the spell to get everybody to forget Peter Parker's secret identity, but he Peter- does... Keep. During the casting of the spell, not before, which he could have easily done, he's all like, oh, hey, let MJ remember. And then like, oh, wait, also let Ned remember. And oh, wait, oh, wait. also let Aunt May remember. And Doctor Strange apparently is like continuously trying to make changes as he goes. So if he had just taken five fucking seconds to better explain what he wanted before Doctor yeah. Strange got started, none of this would have happened. So is oh, everybody yeah. just going to forget who he is or are they going to forget that Spider-Man existed? They're going no, to they're forget, forget that, that Peter Parker, Parker is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Well, why couldn't he just go tell him after? He well, had some difficulty um, doing that. We will get to in that in a second, actually. Um, but okay, so that being said, if that's the premise we're using to set up all of the characters coming in to have the rest of the movie... That's justifiable, I suppose. It's not entirely out of character for Peter to be a fucking idiot about this. Yeah. It's still frustrating, but it's like, you know, not completely out of left field okay. for him. Okay. But anyway, so the interactions between the different actors, especially the three Spider-Men when they are teaming up at the end of the movie, it is a lot of fun to watch. It's sure, probably, I bet. It's I probably bet. like the closest we'll ever get to a live action Spider-Verse at this moment in time. It absolutely is. But cool. yeah, um, Toby and Andrew Garfield both like kind of sink back into the role pretty easily. Like they they do things where like Toby uh, shoots off his webs. Like whoa, what the fuck? You don't have like a cartridge? How yeah, are you doing that? They're like they're they're you know? they were asking like all kinds of funny questions about like have you ever had blockage? Yeah. Oh wow. So like okay. the interaction is really fun. It's really yeah. interesting seeing like how they're all pretty similar but also different enough. Um, it's a real thrill to see them all swinging into battle together. So. As like a fan of Spider-Man movies, you will probably enjoy watching the it for the sheer thrill of the novelty of it. Okay. The plot is a secondary concern, but it's good wow. enough to get us on the roller coaster, you know? Yeah. Sure. And so, you know, that's yeah, you know, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. 
Um, there was but one you are time that it's just that the main appeal is the fan service. Absolutely. Oh, this yes. movie lives okay. and breathes on fan service. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing that wrong being with said, that, it's good but fan it service. sounds like a negative. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I don't mean it to sound so negative, sure. but like if you're going to go watch this movie for the plot, you are barking up the wrong tree. You are going to watch this movie for the thrill and excitement of its mere existence. But, yeah, um, and my special shout out, especially to uh, Willem Dafoe, who like I think delivered Reprised the best performance the in this movie. It was yeah. really beautiful. Um, and he had a really kick-ass fight scene with Peter. Um, like he's fucking suplexing him through goddamn floors of an apartment building. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, that, that was a pretty good fight scene. Yeah, so the action scenes are really good. The character interactions are great. Um, the only like um, callback that made me groan, they got Willem Dafoe to say, I'm something of a scientist myself. I love that. I love that. I rolled my thing. eyes so hard thing. when they worked that in. That's a meme thing. They, they had to say it. I guess. Yeah. but Okay, so bottom line, I enjoyed it. And uh, Gomer, I think you will appreciate that at the end of the movie they do end up having to erase everyone's memory of Peter Parker. And this time they do have to do absolutely everyone because that's the only way to stop the multiverse from encroaching. So we end up with a Spider-Man who is probably for the first time in the MCU close to that down on his luck. Oh yeah. Um, completely on his own, him against the world Spider-Man. So they sort of reboot it in a way. Essentially. Yes. He is uh, definitively no longer Iron Man Jr. Because everyone, including MJ and Ned, forget who Peter Parker is. And he goes to try to tell them, but he realizes, I guess, that he would just be bringing a lot... Yeah, he'd be bringing a lot of danger to their lives. And so he decides to make the quote-unquote noble sacrifice and just, you know, do it on his own. Well, that's our comic book Peter Parker. That's the one I like. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking as I was watching this. That was Gomer's biggest complaint about MCU Spider-Man. And this does pretty effectively get it to what Gomer would want. And we get... Oh, you were thinking... I was during the credits. I was thinking, and at the end, right. at the end, we get a a our more comic book accurate costume of Spider Man in the MCU. Oh, fun! Yes, he makes his own costume um, for the first. Oh, time. Oh, so there's no more super tech. He is completely on his own. Oh, right. We end with him in a shithole apartment with a sewing machine and enough fabric to make a costume and a phone with a police scanner on it. And that is all that he has to fight crime at this point. Dude, and presumably yeah. a way to make web cartridges. I don't know. Nice, nice. Well, it's just like Clorox and, and like, I don't know, Elmer's glue, right? It's pretty easy. Yeah, uh, child's play. But um, <laughs> the last thing I'll say, though, is that the uh, post credit scenes in this were both extremely lame. Oh. Um, one of them sets up fucking Venom for the goddamn MCU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it had Tom one. Hardy in there at, at, a, at a, I guess, like... He was at a bar being annoying, and then he gets zapped away somehow. They still have not explained what the fuck that's supposed to be. I think he, and he leaves a bit of Venom Mephisto. goo behind. Mephisto I guess, confirmed. whatever. But he leaves some, like, fucking Venom goo behind, and so now Venom's, like, in the MCU somewhere. Um, and and the other they, one wasn't bad per se, but it wasn't really a scene. It was just it was a trailer, trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And, oh, that's yeah. fun though. It that's was the trailer. Cool. It was a cool trailer. Yeah, it's cool. It I'm looking tra- forward to yeah, it. It was but... a pretty good, pretty good, awesome trailer. Actually. So I guess that one wasn't so lame as much as like, huh? That's a different way to do it. Yeah. They just basically got, showed the trailer for Doctor Strange. In that trailer, we got the first glimpse of America Chavez. Oh, that's true. Nice. Yeah. Nice. My vengeance go up, up, up. Glad it didn't sell. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know all the spoilers, you know, I, like I said, I, I, 
don't care about spoilers. I mean, honestly, most of the spoilers in here are things that you probably should have expected. Or if you were paying attention to the internet at all, you already knew most of this stuff. Yeah, these are like not very well kept secrets. I mean, honestly, even if you just saw the trailer, it's a pretty short leap in logic to assume that if the Spider-Man villains are back, then the Spider-Man are back. No, exactly. So yeah. Anyway, um, That's bottom cool. line, um, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Um, you guys like, could probably afford to wait until it comes out. Oh wait, no, it's not going to be on Disney Plus. You guys might have to wait a while because Netflix uh, usually takes longer. I mean, I could just rent it for four. Oh, true enough, but no, whatever. Yeah, I I think uh, you'll enjoy it when you sit down to watch it. Dave agrees. I do. Excellent review, Dave. I agree. All right, well, let's know what our Spider Man. There's. Actress of the week. I'm telling that you. was the best scene in Hawkeye this oh week. She gosh. was that conversation was a lot of fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed her doing her whole like goofy Russian bullshit thing. Oh, I had a great macaroni time and cheese. With I love cat hot sauce. I love hot sauce. Uh, <clears throat> Clint becomes Ronan again to make a point. That was kind of weird. I mean, I get it, but I don't know if that's how I would have went about you know telling this person who wants vengeance on you that you should just give up trying to seek vengeance uh but the ronin and echo fight was it was fucking rad i loved it um yeah again elena and kate have that amazing conversation about good and evil you know how about morals and morality and and how the audience gets to decide you know depending on what the audience has seen is very very well done but all that was eclipsed by i guess the debut of the kingpin MCU. I had to look up to see if it yes. was Vincent D'Onofrio because you know Vincent we just got D'Onofrio. like we it was yes and but we just got like a smartphone um Pick screenshot of him but yeah. it, it but it, great. it showed it in the credits it was him oh for sure yes yeah it, it was him we know that it was him yeah. but that makes sense that's, that's cool. pretty cool he oh, fucking we, nailed it is Kingpin oh uh, we forgot to mention that Charlie Cox that was in Spider Man definitely was. He was Matt Murdock. Yeah, he was, but yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil in the Spider-Man movie. He's Peter. We're gonna see what they'll do there. Hopefully, they announce. He was there for like thirty seconds. Hopefully, they announce a show for twenty twenty three. But any of the shows that are going to incorporate all any of these other characters, I really think they're going to do something um, with the multiverse of madness to excuse it all. I guess. Although they did say Kingpin has been there for at least 15 years. All the Netflix stuff, they don't necessarily have to come up with a convoluted thing. You're right. It could just be, no, they've always been here. They've always been there, but they only operate in their neighborhood. So they haven't been involved in the other stuff. Wong didn't bring them to the big fight. Okay. He just forgot about them. You wanted more? You wanted more? So yeah, Hawkeye. Or, yeah, Hawkeye was dope, man. They're still keeping with the Christmas. Yeah, thing. I mean, Hawkeye has been a lot of fun from beginning to end, um, <laughs> including all this stuff from Black Widow and now this stuff from Daredevil. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a real thrill to see them kind of integrating them into the MCU more. You know? Yeah, I agree. It, it's just wonderful. Um, last episode next week is one hour, so we'll talk about that then. Uh, let's get into Mmm, yummy. Man, that was a lot of news, dude. Yeah. And you wanted uh, more? I know, right? You wanted more? Uh, yeah. We're going to skip the Lay's vodka. <laughs> We're going to skip the cocktail flavored. <laughs> well, it is made out of potatoes. It's true. And we're going to go right into new flavors. 
of Oreos, ultimate chocolate Oreos, and new toffee crunch. Oh, Ooh, those, those actually sound pretty good. I, actually, uh, those, I, would, I those turned out well. I mean, those things were gross, and I'm glad we didn't dwell on them. It was worth a mention, I suppose. But yeah, this looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. Man, look at the layers on that fucking ultimate chocolate. Oh my god, dude. That looks awesome. Three my diabetes has gone through the roof. My, dude, my diabetes, my sugar going up just looking at the damn picture of like a box. Mmm. <laughs> man, that looks good. So yeah, uh, let's see. Four twenty nine a box in January uh, for so both Just around the corner. Just around the corner, y'all. At a store near you. It looks... So good. Looks delicious. All right, let's do a moment. If I could please have a moment. Uh, some sad news. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I know Adam knows who this guy is. Um, Henry Orenstein has passed away, 98 years old. He was born in October 1923, Holocaust survivor. He came to the United States as a refugee and held more than 100 patents. Okay. And this dude was just, you know, a legend creating toys and shit like that. But we mentioned him during this segment because he is credited by Alan Hassenfeld, who is the former Hasbro CEO, as the catalyst. He is the man who convinced Hasbro to buy Diaclone and Micro Change toys from Japan and repackage them as Transformers. Yep. He's the guy who uh, who approached Hasbro with... With all of those Japanese toys. And they said, you guys should pick these up and sell them in America. And the rest is fucking history. You know, the rest is billion dollars. Billions and billions of dollars of just everything. I mean, this guy was instrumental in shaping me as a person. So if you guys wanted to blame anybody, it's this this guy right here. It's not fair to blame this man for what you've become, Gomer. No, we can't blame not this fully. man. But he's at least a little bit. He did it. He was also a poker player. He's in the uh, poker uh, world poker hall of fame. Huh? I know. So fucking That's random. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and also pretty sad news. IDW editor in chief exits. Yeah, uh, John, John Barber, Barber is leaving the shop. Um, Thursday, Friday was his last day. Last Friday. You know, um, the writing's been on the wall for a while. Uh, IDW has pretty much dismantled everything that he kind of built. I have a list here, okay, uh, of books that he's written that just fit in with with this segment. Um, but the first one there is the Death of Optimus Prime with James Ro- James Roberts. Um, oh, definitely. Any that's fan probably... of that's where Phase Two started. That's it is. where Transformers IDW Phase Two started. It ended with Unicron, which he's holding in his hand, but he wrote that as well. Uh, I'm just saying, he Transformers. James Roberts will always be my favorite Transformers writer. Okay, but he would not have been able to get to where he was without this guy right here. Without oh John yeah, Barber. John Barber stewarded the ship. You know, he yes. he gave Roberts the 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 playground to kind of tell his story. Yeah, you know, uh, because without John Barber's, we are uh, we would our John Barber we wouldn't have. Um, you know, the whole phase two after the war period. Yeah, the death of Optimus Prime. Yeah, that's we where would, it started. 
we we would and you know he he actually told new stories with transformers which is something that we haven't been we haven't gotten in a long time definitely yeah, not with this new possible. one i didn't think it was possible to tell the sort of stories that they told in the post-war post-civil war um era and it, it was the best dude i mean it it was amazing I still tell everybody, man, I will set any comic run up against more than me CI Lost Light. You know, in terms of character development and shit like that, dude, uh, it, it's just some amazing comic booking. Uh, back to John Barber, though. He also wrote Robots in Disguise, Dark Cybertron, which we didn't know it at the time, but it became integral to this entire Phase 2 universe with Shockwave and shit yep. like that. Uh, he wrote with Tom Scioli, the Transformers versus G.I. Joe, which is now a, a, a legendary run, you know, with that art style. Combiner Wars, you know, which set off that toy line, if you remember, the, the new wave of Hasbro toy yep. line leaning into the animated shit that, that they I have did. that Devastator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Redemption, Titans Return, Revolution, uh, which brought in everything. Revolution is the book that brought mask and gi joe and action man action man and micronauts and eventually the hasbro universe yeah the hasbro action you know comics all together then he did the optimus prime book which i mean we talk shit on that book for being exactly what it was showing how difficult it is to be the sort of leader that optimus prime we was. didn't talk shit on that book i just talk shit on optimus prime exactly he dude he book. made us hate but it but just at its base, understand who Optimus Prime was because he became like this religious leader too. And yes, he was abusing this power, but for what he thought was the best thing to do. Dude, it was very complicated, very political. It was like fucking fantastic. Um, and then yeah, Revolutionaries, Rom versus Transformer, Shining Armor, which was great. Transformer Salvation, Unicron. Uh, and then most recently, uh, Star Trek versus TF and Transformers versus the Terminator. Which are both very good, you know. Uh, so, yes, thank you, sir, for, I mean, not just a great comic, but, I mean, revolutionizing a line of comics. You know, the Transformers line, which I've always been just a huge fan of. Uh, I don't know where he's going to end up, but hopefully he ends up wherever the Transformers and G.I. Joe licenses end up. And if that's an image, Bob, talking to you, Robert Kirkman, Bob, call this motherfucker up. You know, this is the guy who's going to – you guys know I talked about, you know, Robert Kirkman, me and him. You're tight. Uh, go ahead, Adam. Transformers 38. Bro, go ahead. Uh, Brian Ruckley and Anna Malcolm. You, know, you say go ahead, but I actually think this series has gotten better recently because it's actually, you know, kind of like Transformers now. There's actual Autobots and Decepticons fighting each other. Yeah. Doing stuff. Um, this issue starts with Megatron. He has a Titan Spark now. Um they have Ultra Magnus because they captured him last issue. Uh, that was Ultra Magnus. Cool. Ultra Magnus tries to warn Megatron about Exercon showing up, and Megatron just doesn't believe him because Megatron's Megatron. Megatron just wants a Titan. Yeah, pretty much. He just He's wants focused. a Titan. He's focused. And and you know, and Ultra Magnus is like, oh, but we all need to come together to stop Exercon, and Megatron yeah. is all, well, we'll all come together, all right, under I'm my rule. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that either. He's, yeah. he's just black and white. You know, there's no he's so depth, melodramatic. No range. It's... Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, that is typical Megatron, you know. He, but it's so much more heightened 80s, in this but... run. It's... Yes, it is. 
Yeah. Um, oh. Cyclonus is finally starting to figure out that something's wrong with Provoke. Uh, finally. Finally. Yeah. It's just stupid. Um, what do you think about RC this issue and her new that that new actually take was on a very effective scene? I really I enjoyed that scene. This I did was, too. This was the stuff that made the phase two IDW stuff great. Yes. And it's been this sort of thing out of this. Yeah. This sort of thing. Chrome Dome and Rewind, Cyclonus, and um come on. Actual relationships, characters, yes. actually talking and yeah, tailgate. Knowing Sorry. stuff about each other and caring. Yes, being humans. You know, that's what we like. Honestly, that's the better about Transformers. Human they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this again. I love this with RC. It's not my favorite version of RC. My favorite version of RC is the one that ends up <laughs> taking Galvatron's head off and then feeling bad for it for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. th- this was kind of cool. You know, prison break turned into a prison break. That whole prison break scene, I actually really liked. Um, I didn't mind it either. It I hated the screen, swindle Chromia, stuff. Wind, uh, Windblade and RC. Yeah. Um, Smokescreen did some really cool uh, infiltration stuff. He accidentally I didn't like kills. That. He accidentally kills a guy by pushing him through a, a laser thing. Sort, yeah, laser. Sort of like a, sort of like that hallway scene in the first Resident Evil movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't think Ruckley is cut out to write a comic. I'm still not sure. Uh, no, he definitely doesn't. Writer. He definitely doesn't understand the medium very well. But yeah. you know, this is still you know it's exciting. Stuff's happening. Uh, but anytime, yeah, they save, they save any- Ultra Magnus. They yes. they they take him back to Swindle's place. Um, Trick Diamond, who is a character nobody cares about. Nobody cares. About. Um, Swindle's Swindle and sells him out to the Decepticons. And now it looks like next issue, Six Shot's gonna come and kill everybody. Yeah, it was a pretty cool ending. They had all these Decepticons there. All of them except Six Shot are disposable, so I'm sure everybody's going to fucking die. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but, man, like he does here... Who's this? Blue Streak here? Or whatever? Is it, is it Blue Streak or is it Smoke Screen? I think oh, yeah, it's Smoke Screen. You're screen. right. Blue, Blue Streak Silver. Yeah, that's right. I know. It's Smoke Screen because he does all the smoke stuff. But... Uh, it just seems like anytime Ruckley needs anybody to be able to do anything, he's just like, oh, yeah, Smokescreen, you know, used to work with Swindle back in the day in SecOps. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, he didn't. What? Are you, what? He's, he never did that. He does. He does definitely pull past relationships out of his ass. Out of his fucking ass. Yeah. Dude. And, Again, and, Ruckley, he, and he has he has definitely realized that, oh, yes, there is a specific robot for every single specific thing I need done. So I'll just pull that one specific robot like specific without giving robot. them any real like context to the actual world and making you care about that. Yeah, robot. he gonna make world come like, in and like, be. A... This is the first time we've ever seen Smokescreen this yes. entire run, and we're thirty exactly. years in. Exactly. Uh, like world, dude. World, yeah. You could write world black and white, where he is just this, you know, grizzled old war guy who loves war. But dude, when Phase Two turned him into, you know, with uh, shadow play and turned and made it so that. He's actually the suffering soldier who never wanted to be a soldier. I mean, and that was kind of an ongoing theme in phase two, you know, forced to do things you didn't want to do. But his was just so much more dramatic. There's none of that. There's none of that character development in this. I'm just not sure Ruckley, you know, still knows what he's doing. I'll be happy when these books go somewhere else. Something that will definitely follow these books, even though Optimus Prime wasn't in this issue at all. The cover, Alex Milne's cover for this was fucking amazing. Oh, it's good. But only it would have been a lot better 
if Livio Ramondelli had not done this fucking cover for it. Oh my god, that too. is a gorgeous. Man, Livio doesn't do enough Transformers art anymore. He's been working on that other, you know, that Kill Lock book that he had. Yeah, there's a sequel to that coming out that he's announced. Oh, that's good. Which I should have thrown that in the news, you know, since we had so much going on. Uh, all right, man, we we're going on extra long. We're gonna have to fly through these uh, these reviews this week, which shouldn't be too easy. All right, yeah, lightning round time. Yeah, let's do uh, top three. Here that day, lightning round. We're all talking Don't to you. tell us cover to cover what happened in your we're, books. Yeah, we're all talking to you. All we, right. We said that, Dave. You can go first. All righty, all right. We'll test alrighty. you on this without any examples. All righty. My honorable mention this week is Odin's Eye from Bad Idea. Oh, okay. Uh, good story. Basically, uh, a kid has become the uh, emissary of Odin. Oh, fun. Uh, it's been charged with a quest to reseek Odin's lost eye. Uh, my number uh, three book this week is going to be Batgirls number one. And this was pretty good. I, this this okay. That's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I liked it. I, 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 I really, I, I wasn't sure what to expect with this book, but I, I found it to be rather enjoyable. Uh, it's I fun. Really, I, I enjoy more backups. Yeah. I just, you know, I just way too many bat shit. It was a slice. Uh, it was more a slice of life book than a superhero. Comic, yeah, really. I really, I really enjoy the the interactions between Barbara, Cassandra, and Stephanie, uh, and I really enjoy that camaraderie between Stephanie and Cassandra. Yeah, it's got a good cast with good chemistry. The art style works pretty well for the story they're telling. It's fun. So yeah, it gets an honorable mention from me. Excellent. Uh, Taylor, we'll just go around the room. Okay, I just mentioned uh, Batgirls. That was a lot of fun. Um, Wonder Girl continues to be a lot of fun. You do uh, miss Joelle Jones doing the art, but it is still a fun story. Yeah, Lila DeLuca is no slouch. but No man, slouch at all. Joel jo it's like, I keep saying it, the Black Widow with Elena Casagrande. Rafael yeah, Nicole, I mean, even when you're great, a talented, but... yeah, talented artist stepping up to the plate, doing good work, but you hate to have to have that comparison. Yep, yep. Um, <sighs> My number three this week is going to be uh, Robin and Batman number two. That is my number two. That's also my number two. Yeah. Uh, um, this book was fucking amazing. Yeah, well, it has, has a great, great creative art. team. It's great art and it has a great um, sense of com uh, camaraderie when the team kind of gets together. But nah, Oh, does know. it though? Because that was the big thing from this yeah. Exactly. Like, he was a fucking uh, spy Fine. for Batman going in. Dude, I like, love being that. Able to, like, I love the weaknesses. I love that hook, dude. Uh, I, I loved both of those moments. I loved first the the super happy dick moment. Yeah, <laughs> the, the super happy. It Robin sounds moment. weird, but I get. I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But then I also <laughs> love the the you know like I'm informing on everybody yeah. to Batman. Yeah, and I really like Alfred's reaction to the whole thing, where it's just like you have robbed him of a chance he had to make real friendships because you had to send him in here just to like just fucking so like cynically gather intel on these people. It was it was a really powerful moment. My favorite part of this book, uh, not just this issue, this whole book is the way Jeff Lemire is making Batman the father figure and Alfred the mother figure. And it works perfect. I mean, if you go back and read it with that idea in, in your head. Oh, shit. Alfred is that car ride where him and Dick are at the beginning. And Alfred's like, you know, Batman really does. He means well. Dude, that's straight up mom talking about dad. You know, straight up. And then when Alfred's like, what do you mean? You, you sent him there to spot. Yeah, dude. Yeah, fantastic series. Jeff Lemire is fucking killing it. You'll hear it. And this is always a good team. 
Oh yeah, oh, it is. It's a great team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent choice. I'll go next. Uh, honorable mention: Hulk number two. Uh, Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. It's still exactly what it's supposed to be. Big, dumb, stupid, fun. I skipped this one this week. It's big, but, dumb, stupid, fun, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's Michael Bay. It's a Michael Bay summer blockbuster movie. Uh, it actually had a literal giant-sized Wolverine in it, which was which was pretty solid. He rips one of uh, Wolverine's giant claws out and then stabs it with him, which I, just I love the fact dumb, that it's stupid, fun. I love the fact that it's the classic Wolverine that first yeah. appeared in the book. Yeah, the Hulk 180, 181. Yeah. Uh, both X books were kind of weak this week, but uh, my number three was a primordial number four. That's right. Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino. Another uh, great team. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird story. It involves the monkeys and the dog that the US and the USSR sent to space during the Cold War. But there's also this story of like these two government employees looking for the evidence surrounding that cover up. So it's like sci fi meets Cold War thrill. And Lemire has done better work, but man, Sorrentino is just killing it with this fucking art, with these dual art styles. It, it's it's just that's, wonderful. That's dude. definitely the theme of all of my books this week: is the art is killing it. Yes, yeah. Um, sure, we'll sure. get to this when I do my two and one, but it was a very art um, forward yeah. week this week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Primordial uh, number four, Jeff Lemire again. That's. Uh, Dude's amazing. He's yeah. he's all three of my books this week. Uh, Adam, um, yeah. So honorable mention, uh, yeah, both the X stuff, X Force and they Excalibur. Good. They're okay. okay. They were wrapping up what they had to wrap up. So surfing I felt, Wolverine, I will never get over that. It's surfing Wolverine was bad, and I felt like Excalibur was rushing itself. Um, uh, Excalibur way wordy too, man. Yeah, very. I mean, wordy. Where are they going? You know, just get there. Fuck. Uh, but my number three, uh, like I said before, art heavy week, uh, Demon Days Rising Storm, Peach Momoko. This is my number two. It was just solid. knocking it out of the park. You know, um, you know, Peach Momoko is not the story. It's it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just anime, whatever. Uh, but it's a chance for Peach Momoko to draw. You know, Sequential anime versions of, instead of, of just a cover. Yeah, yeah, it's a chance of her to draw an anime yeah, version of I mean, Thorn Storm exactly. kicking ass. Yeah, you're That's pretty much I covering need. everything I was going to say. Yeah, it's it's very boilerplate story, very anime tropes heavy. But my God, that scene where uh, Thor and Storm like let loose their mortal guises and like are just like sweeping across the page. It's fucking amazing. It's yeah. beautiful. It's this is by far the most beautiful book you'll see this entire week. Yeah, I mean, she's been doing good artwork throughout all these Demon Days books, but this is by far the strongest entry so far from the art department. Nice, excellent choice, uh, Dave. Number number two, my number two is Newburn. Number two, nice. This is Chip Zdarsky's like noir book. Yeah, uh, just another uh, Newburn is doing another investigation into an arson. By this the is triad. the one with like the mob detective, right? Yeah, the mob yes. detective. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I skip. I I don't think I read an issue number two. But uh, we get we get a little more insight into Newburn and all the people that kind of know him, and it, it's it's turning out to be a really good story so far. Nice, fun choice. Yes, Man, I'm really proud of you, Dave. You're flying through these. Thank you, Taylor. Look at you. Uh, uh, my number two was uh, Demon Days, so yeah, we can move on. Nice. Uh, so number two, my number two. Yeah, your number two. Uh oh, my number two was Batman Robin. And that number was my two. number two. So we can go ahead and go to David for one. 
Oh my gosh, man. This is one of our most efficient top three. We are being very efficient. We are being very efficient. Yeah, I love that Batman and Robin book. I I was a little cool on Robin and Batman. Well, whatever. Uh, Oh, yeah, it is Robin and Batman. I put Batman and Robin. But uh, I was a little cool on the first one, but this second one, yeah, it got me over. This second one was much better than the first one. It had. I'm not even a Justice or a Teen Titans fan, you know? Well, it just just had a lot of great character moments in it. It It made you care. It did. It did. Uh, so where, where are we now? We're David on my one. number one. Alrighty. My number one pick this week is a book called Cloaked. Oh, I missed it. Uh, this is from Dark Horse Comics, and it's by Mike Richardson with Jordy, um, Armengol. Okay. Uh, essentially the story is that a, uh, there's a Batman-esque type character called the Reaper. He fights crime. He's a vigilante, kills bad guys. And then he suddenly disappears. 25 years later, a Bruce Wayne-type character hires a private detective to figure out what happened to the guy. Oh, interesting. The guy uh, starts following up on leads, finds, uh, meets the, the uh, Reaper's Boy Wonder character, uh, sidekick. All these years later. All these years later. And um, is trying to figure out, you know, it's like, uh, so the guy just would pay you to show up, get you dressed in a costume, all this, and he was like, "Yeah, the guy would use me as a decoy to distract the bad guys when he come in from the back and kill everybody." <laughs> I just answered an ad on Craigslist, man. That's essentially what the guy says. That's awesome. Uh, but they, but so the, it's just scumbag Batman, even more. It's scumbag a scumbag Batman, but um, the story progresses that the detective takes the guy out to drinks to kind of get him to tell him more stories, and then the next day, the sidekick is dead. Oh, next the cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger. Nice, nice. That sounds cool, dude. That sounds like a good book. I'll have to check that out. Excellent review, Dave. Thank you. Taylor. I think you already mentioned your number one, too, didn't you? Not sure if I did, but it is Defenders number four. Oh, no, you did not. Yeah, I skipped this. Go ahead. Well, um, once again, this is mostly for an art showcase. We have uh, Javier Rodriguez doing some phenomenal work showing these sprawling battle pages with like <clears throat> the idea is like they're in a universe where like everything is like the prototype, like the primordial version of itself. And oh, so we cool. see like the <clears throat> like core element versions of like Captain America and Iron Man and all these other characters duking it out. It's really trippy visuals. It's um, it's a feast for the eyes from start to finish. I really like what Al Ewing is doing with the story. I do like kind of like the framing of like Captain America is like his like primordial name is like of past and like Iron Man's is of future and how like they're kind of like locked into like a battle with each other. Oh, fun. We also have like a like really scary looking Galactus analog like marching. He's like just like the concept of destruction like made flesh and it's it's a real trip um it's definitely one that if you're looking for just like the plot to move forward you're probably not going to have a good time but if it if you're just looking at this as like a conveyor belt for us to look at some trippy visuals some fun concepts like playing with like the idea of like storytelling within the marvel universe it's a lot of fun and i am enjoying the hell out of it so that's my number one man excellent choice i've been skipping that series but uh all right moving on almost done may's book number four is my number one jeff lemire oh yeah uh, you've been loving this one oh dude this this issue was even 
the this is the best of the bunch, right? Uh, I mean, basically, it's this guy. He's a lonely building inspector. He's grieving the loss of his puzzle daughter. He gets a phone call. It's her. Trapped in the middle of a lab. So he is convinced that she's contacting him from beyond this world. And he uses an unfinished maze from one of her journals and a map of the city to trace this intricate path through different planes of reality. Right. It's a really melancholy, really fucking missing. Um, but I mean, he's map, see like tattooed. It, it does a lot of things with this monotone and then playing it off with red here. You know, it does that throughout the book, but you'll notice on this page, how there's breaks in the panel walls, like a maze leading you to the panel. See that? Well, then he does it in and he actually turns the panels into a maze. And if you follow oh, the directions, cool. like he's going and you take a right, you know, and then you take a left. The maze that he's actually writing on, you know, has tattooed, works with the way that the panels progress. There's a big That's really clever. Out. Oh, it was very well done. It was just perfect, man. He did it again here. And then but it's still like got this melancholy and depressed. Oh, I love it. It's so depressing. That Jeff, that Jeff Lemire art just helps too. Jeff oh, Lemire man. is an outstanding writer, but he doesn't get enough credit as an artist. I think he does not. My favorite Jeff Lemire work is a book called Underwater Welder, and it's about an underwater welder who has lost his dad. He's dealing with you know his him becoming a father. Uh, very touching, very poignant story. This I think is topping that in terms of that sort of air that he puts on with that melancholy and that depression and those deeps, you know. Oh man, I just love it. It hits you so hard. It's man, I think you'd like my number one then. Is it go ahead? What is it? Uh my number one's Joker number 10. I figured I had it ready. Yeah, you know, this is another one of those stories from Jim Gordon's past, uh, with Frank that great Frank Avia art. Yeah. Uh, which is definitely the one of the big showcases for this. But man, this is just melancholy all throughout. Oh, so wow. this takes place right after the killing joke. Oh, um, wow. And this entire issue is about Jim Gordon's inability to deal emotionally with the wreckage that the Joker has caused on his life and how he, because he can't deal with it, he kind of shuts down for his kids oh, when he needs them and sort of abandons them when they need him the most. Oh, okay. Um, so, so it starts off, you know, uh, Barbara's in her wheelchair and she's having a bad day. She's having one of those days where it's like, oh, my life is fucked. I'm a cripple now. And, yeah. you know, instead of, you know, because you can't fix that. You know, Jim Gordon wants to fix everything, but he can't fix that. Yeah. And so the only thing he can do is, well, I guess I'm going to go to work. And so he leaves and he tries to go to work. But they're like, man, you're on psychiatric leave. You can't come to work. Oh, wow. So they kick him out of work. So he goes and he just sits in a park. All day. And you just see this this great... Uh, Frank Avia does this great work with yellows and reds throughout the entire issue. And it's just great comic booking with... Uh, I think it's a six panel... It's either a six or a nine panel layout where it's just Jim Gordon sitting on a park bench as it goes from yellow to red. And you just see everybody oh, in the wow, background cool. in the park as he just sits there just contemplating about the destruction that the Joker has done to his entire life it's it's some sad shit man that's awesome then then jim gordon jr shows up and it goes yeah. into how how you know he just he 
he his need for everything to be right uh, kind of blinds him to the problems that Jim Jr. has, you know, um, kind of being like absentee dad sort of story. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I knew that was going to be I knew that was gonna be on your list. Great art. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on there. I didn't even read it. I had I had Taylor's should, on dude. there too. Yeah, I need to catch up on that, man. I this, so this need to one do issue that. you really don't even need any of the back stuff. Oh, you just okay. Need a no killing joke. Oh shit! Yeah, I might read that as soon as we're done here. And then I'll go get it. Uh, awesome. That's a wrap, gents. Uh, thanks everybody for hanging out. We appreciate it. Uh, come back. We're gonna do you know shit all week. Uh, well tomorrow night, and then Big Willie got shit going on. The bully's got a show tonight. Uh, we got our best of coming up next week, next Monday, next Monday, yeah. next Monday. Ooh, better whittle it down. I can't believe I got to whittle it down to one. Gomer, we would be doing it it's for like be five hard. hours. I know you're right. Sure. I'm glad you like, thought of that before we jumped into it. Cause I, yeah, we would just whittle it down to like three. Whenever we get to you, just pick one randomly. <laughs> yeah. Roll a D four or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, check us out on outrightgeeker.com. Whole bunch of links to social media and Patreon and shit like that. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for hanging out. But most of all, thanks to these three jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always a Any pleasure. Time. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel.